This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 12-inch. On this episode, we celebrate David's by celebrating Dave's birthday, and we interviewed David Bowe. And also, Dave eats a Twinkie Wiener sandwich for the very first time. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast about Weird Al. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Happy birthday, Dave. Thank you, Ethan. You know, there's really no other way that I would want to spend my birthday than with you and all of our great listeners. Well, very kind of you to say that, Dave. Today, we are going to be celebrating two very special birthdays. It's both your birthday and the actual 30th birthday of UHF being released in theaters. And we have a very special treat we'll get to later in the episode. I'm slightly nervous about that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You know, another busy week for us. Very busy week. Uh, We started out with a concert at Wolf Trap in Vienna, Virginia which was hot as can be, but absolutely <laughs> amazing. 71-piece orchestra. It was beautiful. Yeah, if it wasn't for the show being completely <laughs> amazing, I think I would have turned into dust and <laughs> would no longer be with us. I would have melted. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, like you said, beautiful venue, beautiful sound. Um our first 71-piece orchestra. Yes. You can hear all about it on our bonus episode, 14 Centimeter. And we also have bonus episodes for Guilford, New Hampshire, which you were at. Yeah, that was my first solo uh, episode where I just sat in a room by myself and <laughs> recorded it. I'm so looking forward to hear that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mash and Tuck it. Connecticut, which was at Foxwoods, which was really a cool, cool venue there. Yeah, and then um, New York City, of course, was amazing. New York City was absolutely amazing. It was hot, but it wasn't as hot as Vienna. No, because there was a breeze, so (laughs) it was hotter temperature-wise, but it was less bearable. (laughs) Or more bearable. More bearable, correct, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Vienna was less bearable. It was was absolutely amazing. And, of course, uh, we have episodes for Boston and Lewiston, New York. That's right. That's right. And... um, it's been really a blast meeting all sorts of listeners and other Al fans that I've heard about for years that you knew and uh, that kind of stuff. So um, listen to those Centimeter episodes if you want to hear the inside scoop. Uh, and you can hear exclusive information such as what color was Al's beverage? <laughs> was Steve wearing headphones? We, we cover all the hard-hitting topics uh, and you know give, uh, give a full rundown of the day. Uh, you find out whether or not we had ice cream. Uh, <laughs> many, many important things. I, I'm not doing a good job of selling them, but they, they're fun. <laughs> they, they are really a lot of fun, and we go into great detail. And it's really just like sitting with us at the concert. It really oh, totally. a lot of fun. Uh, Jim has a new single out, too. Yes. I just uh, downloaded it. It's so awesome. It just came out on July 20th. It is Lanikai Farewell. Yes. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, Jim, of course, wrote our theme song, which we're thrilled about. Uh, The new single is great, but it's not as great (laughs) as the greatest theme song in the world for any podcast 
past, present, or future. Um, sorry, everyone. We have the best podcast theme song. And literally, everyone I've talked to, even if they've only listened to one episode of our podcast, they always comment on how amazing <laughs> the theme song is. <laughs> it's very catchy. I do hear people singing it, actually. Yeah. I really have heard people singing it at, our, at, our, at the concert. So it's, it's, it's catching on. We're really proud of it. We're we, really happy with it. We just need an uh, orchestral version. We need to get you know the full symphony orchestra behind it. The full 71 piece yes. symphony orchestra. We're looking forward to it. We have to hire Scott to uh, write the orchestrations for it. We are continuing the month of UHF where we're just celebrating our favorite movie. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, it's also your favorite movie. Um, we got to speak to a very memorable character from UHF. Absolutely. David Bowe. He was absolutely amazing. It is such a funny interview. Um, we didn't want to overwhelm you with too much funny. Uh, <laughs> so it is going to be split up over the next two episodes. So without further ado, part one of the interview with David Bowe. Our guest this week plays Weird Al sidekick Bob in our favorite movie, UHF. We are so excited to welcome David Bowe to our podcast. Hello, David. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks so but, much. Uh, you can sit down. You can sit down. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kidding. Of course. <laughs> oh, man. It's so it's so great to finally talk to you. Uh, we, I mean, as David said, as Dave said, I'm getting so confused about the Dave and David. So, <laughs> Sorry. I guess I can just say Dave and then one of you will talk and we'll be all set. Um, but as you said, we are huge fans of UHF and UHF would not be UHF without you. Well, I, I agree with you. Um, I know you're only saying that because it's true. So, you know, <laughs> go ahead and say it. No, I um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's near and dear to my heart. That's for sure. Um, in fact, you can just call me Bobo the Clown for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo. Bobo. Now, Bobo, speaking of Bobo, Bobo had a very memorable scene in UHF where he got hit in the face with a frying pan. And I know there's a yes. good story behind this. So can you tell us what actually happened with that frying pan? Um, well, to be honest with you, um, I thought I was eating. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, I, I did get uh, smacked pretty good uh, with the plan for real. I don't know if you guys know that. That's a, I didn't a true know that. story. <laughs> That's a true story. But I I think it's probably it's got to, it. You know, with Michael Richards, so funny, and everybody else that movie. You know, Emo Phillips. Everybody's hysterical. But at least I have that good laugh. That's a great laugh when I get smacked with the frying pan. <laughs> you know, other than that, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a straight guy. You know, I'm Bob. Do you actually eat a dog biscuit? What are you eating in that scene, for real? Uh, they actually wore peanut butter cookies. Okay. Shaped shaped like uh, dog biscuits. <laughs> um, Yappies, uh, dog treats, and um, with just a hint of liver. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun to um, actually perform wearing clown makeup because you know you can really see my expressions. You know, through all the, you know. I looked like uh, it's, it's when you're a clown, you're, so, you're always smiling. All of a sudden, I'm like pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, good stuff, though. Well, you know, Al and I, we, we worked on our stunts before we shot, you know, but a couple of couple of mishaps happened, you know. <laughs> um, so, but I'll get to that later. <laughs> I got to ask you about another really iconic scene in, in UHF. And that is where Al is tossing grapes at you and you catch them, all of them, every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so amazed by that. 
that was not in the script. That was something that we literally had done. I love the word literally because it's true. Um, had done during lunch before we shot that scene, and I showed him that I could catch grapes, you know, like from across the room. And he said, we're putting that in the scene. And I said, shut up. He goes, no, let's try it. And we did it in one take, first take. Oh I, got, I got all, all the grapes. But uh, <laughs> no, I used to like have this weird thing where if I had – uh, you know, grapes, I would throw one up in the air, you know, like 20 yards. And then you'd like take one step forward, open your mouth and it would fall in your mouth. You know, I was, it's like a weird thing I had. Circus performer trick. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was fun, fun doing that. Um, I'm glad I made it in the movie. What, I'm glad that uh, I caught them all. What other tricks do you have that we don't know about? <laughs> well, you know what? My dad was uh, was great at sleight of hand, like at a party. Where okay. you could, you know, you know, make a quarter disappear, or, or to put something through a solid table and that kind of thing. So I was always like, like that. And of course, I when I was a kid, there was Marshall Rodine's TV magic tricks. I don't know if you remember that. It's way before your time. Magic can be easy once you know the secret. Hi, I'm Marshall Rodine. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> There's like three people out there that are going to go, hey, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, but uh, other tricks, um, I can do a great Maxwell uh, Smart. Um, what other tricks can I do? Um, I can also do a great Tennessee Tuxedo. No, how about Mr. Gadget? No. Um, I actually did a movie with uh, Don Adams. I was very, very uh, excited and proud to work with him. It was my first major motion picture. It was called Back to the Beach with... Frankie Avalon and Annette Fudicello uh, was a return to the beach movies in the 80s. And we had um, T.B. Herman was in it and Fishbone and other like, you know, more you know recent people. But they also had all these great iconic uh, actors. My very first movie, I got to work with Connie Stevens. I got to work with, with you know, Bob Denver and, and Alan Hale. I got to work with Barbara Billingsley, uh, Tony Dow and Jerry Mathers. Um all sorts of, you know, just crazy characters from iconic, uh, but nobody saw that movie. So let's move on. <laughs> I can just imagine like, as, as soon as you film your first film with all these people, your resume is just listing all these people you've worked with. And it's like, wow, this guy must be a real veteran. He's worked with all these great names. <laughs> well, to be, I am going to drop one more name from that movie. And it was uh, Dick Dale, uh, who just passed away. Great, uh, uh, you know, hall of fame, uh, surf guitarist. He and Stevie Ray Vaughan played Pipeline in the movie, and I got to be on stage with them, you know, checking it out, and wow. that was pretty cool. That's oh, really that was cool. pretty cool. Now, we already talked about the dog biscuit. I want to talk about the, the very memorable food item in UHF, and that is, of course, the Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Did you eat a Twinkie Wiener sandwich? Have you eaten one since? I need to know all the details. <laughs> the, the, the truth of the matter is, I, um, if that's an uh, expression, I had n never um, seen one before in my life. I tasted one that day, and I've never tasted one since, so you answered all the questions properly. Um, he, <laughs> oh, that was another thing that he added to the movie, which was I can put my fingers in my mouth and spread open my mouth uh, like the size of a cantaloupe. Like, it makes a really weird, like I think they used to call them gurneys, circus gurneys. You can make this weird face. So he said, I want to do that. So he put his fingers in my mouth and pulled, and pulled them apart. And I think my line was, um, 
you ruined my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so that was another ad lib. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So there you go. I have a lot of hidden talents. Now, I, I do have a, um, a, another specific question about the Twinkie Wiener sandwich, and I'm hoping you can clear this up. I've seen conflicting statements because uh, after filming UHF, Weird Al became a vegetarian. And so there are some people who say that it was a vegetarian hot dog that was on the set. And some people say it's a real hot dog. And I, I'd like you to clear that up if you can. Uh, as far as I knew, no, that that, that was just an Oscar Mayer Wiener um, on the set. I don't remember him being a vegetarian or if he went on. Uh, I'll tell you who's very health conscious and was constantly meditating and doing like yoga and, and Tai Chi. And that was Michael Richards, wow. uh, of course, Stanley Spadowski. Oh, okay. He was very like, you know, uh, just very health conscious. And I, I, w I wouldn't be surprised at all if he was a, um, you know, a, a advocate for a vegetarianism as, as a loser. Um, <laughs> I like cheeseburgers, so. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on the cheeseburgers. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of your other castmates, uh, like Michael and um, Fran, and of course Al, do you keep up with with these ca anybody on the show still? Well, the last person I saw from the show was was Al when I went and um, surprised him at his uh, his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I kind of crashed the party, and but I got to give him a big hug and say congratulations. That's um, awesome. And, yeah, and, and Emo was there as well, and a couple other people, of course, Jay, Jay Levy. Um, but uh, and but as far as Fran is concerned, she and I uh, could write a book about our experience on that movie, just the two of us, because she decided that I was going to be her boyfriend, like for the movie. <laughs> we're you know we're we're in Tulsa. My husband's not here. I need a boyfriend. You're my boyfriend. Or you know, she didn't say those words, but it's like all of a sudden I couldn't do anything without Fran. <laughs> Fran needed me to do this with her. That, you know, come watch TV with me. Come do this with her. And we had a blast. And she was, uh, she's a doll. And she, in fact, um, uh, you know, invited me to be on her show, The Nanny. Um, and another uh, crazy moment in my my career. It wasn't uh, um, Guiana Durbin, another reference you'll never um understand no my uncle is a famous actor so i'm going to do a little side shot here um his name was robert stack he played elliot ness on the untouchables and he was famous for giving deanna durbin her first on-screen kiss there that's what that reference was anyway um when i <laughs> was on the nanny i kissed fran on her porch uh i guess before you know she went in to tell mr whatever his name was i can't remember um about her date uh and during you know we did you do a pass first on a sitcom without an audience and they bring the audience in it's a different energy there's a lot of stuff going on and all of a sudden we're shooting the scene in front of the audience and oh, i just i slipped fran the tongue and i couldn't <laughs> believe it we're we're on we're doing a family sitcom and we're doing we have a little kiss on the porch and i jammed my tongue in her, in her mouth and i thought oh my god what are you doing and i was in my head about it but then the scene was over and i go oh, i am so sorry if you wanted to discuss what are you talking about that was fabulous she, lo she loved it ow um <laughs> So, yeah, you know, I've talked to her every now and then, and, and she's she couldn't be cooler. She's like, she's has a, you know, a million ideas, and she's always, uh... anyway, when my, fr my friends came to visit me from L.A., they drove all the way to Tulsa, and they tracked me down to Fran's room, and I opened the door, and I said, hey, guys, what are you guys going to do? I'm here with Fran tonight, you know, as a joke, and 
you know, they were exhausted, but uh, they couldn't believe that, uh, you know, Fran had sequestered me, <laughs> Fran Drescher. That's amazing. <laughs> so you filmed in Tulsa. What do you remember about Tulsa? Um, I remember having a blast. Um, I'll tell you this. I had never been to Tulsa. Uh, before, but uh, one of the there were two executive producers on this movie. You have to understand. First one is Gray Fredrickson. Gray uh, came out of doing the Godfather movies to do UHF. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was Francis Ford Coppola's producer. Um, he was from Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's his hometown. And uh, they also shot Rumblefish, I believe, and The Outsiders in Tulsa as well. So he, he made sure to shoot the movie there. The other producers from New York City, a guy by the name of Gene Kirkwood, who was coming off of the Pope of Queens Village, which was this, you know, <laughs> great, you know, iconic movie. So we were like, wow, what's going on? You know, we've got these great producers. This is going to be huge. Can't, can't wait. Look at all the fun people in this movie. And unfortunately, um, I don't know what my point was, but I do know this. We, um, oh, Tulsa. I, it, great took us out on, on a lake and, um, we went and we went and saw the play Oklahoma in an outdoor stadium in Tulsa. It was a lot of fun. Fran, Fran, of course, Fran and I, she was my girlfriend. Um, and, uh, there was, um, a, a club, the disco in town was SRO standing room only. Um, I remember that. And when my friends came to town, we, we had some fun. In fact, the first, um, night, uh, my, we had a guest star who came into my room, uh, my, of course, hotel room. And uh, stepped into the bathroom, plugged some stuff in, and all of a sudden we heard somebody making Yankaritas. And Al came over and made us all his Weird Al Yankaritas, which, of course, <laughs> had plenty of tequila in them. And we had a lot of fun uh, drinking uh, Weird Al's concoction. What was in a Yankarita? We need the recipe. I got to know. <laughs> uh, Yankarita is, is just what you would put in a margarita, only he's got to make it. And then you got to try not to throw up. No, I, I don't remember what, what was in it or what, what what was special about it other than he was just making margaritas and he called them Yankaritas. Yankaritas, yeah. So how long were you in Tulsa? What was the uh, filming schedule like? Uh, we were in Tulsa, I think, for six weeks. Or maybe it was only four weeks. It was four or six weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I had a great time. Had a blast. Uh, people were, were really nice. A ton of people just came to be extras, like for free. Just came to watch, watch the scenes and be in the movie, and just you know, I still I've, I've you know run into people on Facebook. I've you know people you know stopped and said, hey, I was in UHF. I was in the you know the big scene at the end at the uh, you know outside mm -hmm. the <clears throat> U sixty two. Yeah, so uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I've, I've been very fortunate as an actor to be able to travel all over the world. I did a movie in Thailand called Air America with Mel Gibson and Robert Downey Jr. I went to uh, India, uh, Hyderabad, Hyderabad, India, to do a movie. Uh, it could have been done anywhere, but it was so much cheaper <laughs> to do it in India. It was called Air Panic. It's one of those uh, like airplane disaster movies with Barbara Carrera. And um, I was uh, the co-pilot who gets ejected from the plane and got to do one of those green screen flipping around. I'm flying through the air <laughs> moments. Um, but so where else have I been? I went to, um, uh, you know, uh, Florida. I went to Alaska. I went to a, uh, I, we went up to a glacier where I filmed a commercial where you could only get to it with a helicopter. And I had a dog sled and that was crazy. So, wow. you know, 
go figure. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, what was the first scene that you filmed when you got to Tulsa and UH, for UHF? What was the first scene we filmed? Yeah. I think it may have been walking into the studio and, and Fran, you know, going, what? You know, <laughs> I was told that I would get to run the station. That, that, that scene. Right. And I, and I, for some reason, I'm, that's coming. And then also the, um, the working at the burger place that was, may have been the first day it was the burger joint. And then we did the Fran scene, but they were, those were the two first scenes we shot, I believe. Uh, big, uh, Marge, what was her name? Who was about four feet tall, and as she walked around the corner, they had her on apple boxes, really, so that she would be taller than us. Yes, <laughs> oh, that's okay. so funny. <laughs> she was. I mean, she was like you know, probably five feet tall, you know, and um, but she was supposed to be this big, huge person, so they put her on these like little uh, tracks of apple boxes, so she'd be taller than us. <laughs> I guess uh, to follow up the first question, uh, do you know what the last scene was that you, your your rap scene? Oh gosh, I think our last uh, film was the night that we shot the exteriors for the, the station. Um, try to save the station, where everybody pulls up and we save the station, and everybody has their moment. Uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy and the, the guy with the finds the pen, you know, the, the, the penny, mm-hmm. and ends up being worth a fortune. Um, but I mean, I, the cast in this movie was was amazing, and I, I do I do remember that night and saying goodbye to everybody and I got to work with Billy Barty. I got to work with, you know, of course, Kevin McCarthy, who I just mentioned is one of my, you know, heroes and vision of the body snatchers and, um, uh, David Provo from, you know, uh, mean streets, uh, who was, who was creating up the staples in his, in his head. Um, <laughs> and Getty Watanabe, of course. And, um, I did not work with, uh, the, the poor guy who passed away, who was on, um, Silva, what's his last name? Uh, yeah, Trinidad Silva, yeah. Trinidad was so funny, and he had done his team and then gone back to L.A. because he was a series regular on L.A. Law or something like that. Or, or no, no, it was uh, Hill Street Blues, I think. So, something um, where he had to go back to work. And, yeah, he had, it was in a horrible accident and passed away. But um, still, Tony Geary, uh, a lot of great, great you know people in, you know on this movie. Michael Richards, of course, was... <laughs> you just cannot imagine being on the set when he became this character because right. he really did become the character <laughs> and then he turned it right off as soon as he said cut he would go over and put you know kind of like kind of like Kramer with the pipe you know in the corner like let me know when it's time again I will you know, <laughs> take a sip from the fire hose yeah <laughs> now with all those amazing characters on this show were there any like that you guys were pulling on each other or, or fun, you know, things that were happening when the camera was off? Yeah, we, I tried to, you know, keep up with, with, um, you know, his name is weird Al, but his name really should be crazy Al. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> they called me peculiar Dave. Now, uh, we, we had a blast. <laughs> I, I can't honestly remember specifically. I do remember having a lot of fun and I didn't, I when when Al comes over and makes him, you know, Yankaritas, I was like, I, you know, I, Weird Al drinks. It's like hell yeah, he drinks. You know, we had a, we had a good time. You know, I didn't I didn't realize that a weird a Weird Al could drink. You know, but no, I'm teasing. Um, <laughs> we we had a blast. We had a really good time working on the movie. And I'll never forget my audition. Um, I went in, and he and Jay were both there. Uh, went straight to them. I don't think it was a pre-read uh, in- incident, but I wore um, uh, like black jeans. Uh, my uh, 
you know, sneakers like, like he wears with Chuck, Chuck Taylors and a Hawaiian shirt and walked in and he said, Hey, you're me. And I said, I'm you. And, you know, we hit it off and, <laughs> and they hired me and it was I, I the time of my life. You, you, did you audition for, for Bob then, or did you have just go in for any role or any, no, I went in specifically else? for the role of Bob. Um, okay. and I just, it didn't say anything about wardrobe. I was just being a smart ass and coming dressed like Al, you know, cause that was his signature outfit. Um, but they chuckled. We did the scenes a couple of times and it just felt great. We felt like, you know, it just was very natural, you know, he and I, and, uh, I mean, this was big for me. This was my first, um, starring role in a feature, I, you know, paid ads. In other words, if, if it's on, you know, the poster, it's on TV they you know your name comes up so that was kind of cool for me hasn't happened since <laughs> no i'm kidding uh, <laughs> i'm teasing of course as far as you know but um <laughs> i uh no it was, it was very cool we um I'm, I'm sure you know the history of, of, of when we opened who we were up against uh why we didn't do any numbers at all um the movie disappeared pretty quickly however when it was released on, on video, you know, blockbuster, what have you, um, people discovered it and people, you know, began to, you know, make it what it is today, which is a cult classic. You know, mm-hmm. I've been stopped on the street by, I can't tell you how many people said, Hey, Bob of the Clown or you're such my favorite movie. And, you know, and it just it makes me feel great because it was, it was a lot of fun to do. So was it really until the release that you really started noticing it? And did you notice that again when it came out on DVD and Blu-ray? I'm curious about, you know, the, the waves of people. Um, I'm not sure I understood the question, but I remember it was, a, it was opposite, like, the second Indiana Jones movie and the first Batman movie. I mean, we were up against, like, the, you know, blockbuster crazy movies that no one, you know, if you, it didn't get the promotion it needed and it came out at the wrong time. It shouldn't have been released opposite those, you know, blockbusters. But, um, I think your question had to do with the, I think I did a DVD thing with Al on, on one of the DVD releases where we, we talked about the movie. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, but I don't remember when that was released. Let me rephrase you know my what? question. Um, say again, I'll, I'll rephrase my question. Um, okay. <laughs> you mentioned, you know, once it once it was released on uh, home video, you started noticing, you know, fans would start noticing you on the street as as Bob or Babo. Um, right, right, correct. You know, was it years later that you you know you started getting recognized for it? It was. It was actually um, people. Let's see, nineteen eighty. Well, in nineteen eighty nine, we we shot it in eighty eight or eighty seven. Um, and uh, it was many years later when, when people who had been kids were now like in their teens, you know, so they were like, oh, my God, you know, because I've done, you know, you go look at my IMDb, I've done, you know, a ton of guest stars, ton of movies, all sorts of stuff. But I always get the only thing that I really ever get recognized for people come up to me is UHF. And of course, I played the stalker on 90210 and tried to regulatory spelling. So <laughs> I was Garrett, Garrett Slan, the stalker and, um, a funny story. Well, maybe not so funny, but I, <laughs> I was in Palm Springs in a restaurant and all of a sudden the police come in and they uh, wanted to talk to me and it turned out a waitress had recognized me as a stalker, as a, you know, 
um, scary person and called the police. And she had <laughs> got, gotten, because they were both on Fox, I guess, she she kind of envisioned me being on America's Most Wanted as opposed to 90210. Oh, my God. And, and called the police on me. <laughs> And we all had a, had a big laugh. Her name was Brenda. I'm stalking her currently. I'm watching her right now. No, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing, of course. But isn't that funny that I was that good that she thought I was a real stalker? Yeah. Yeah. I I was I was also wondering. Do you get um, approached by Star Trek fans? Uh, not only do I uh, get approached, but uh, I am a card carrying member of the. Um, no, I, yeah, I did a, an episode of uh, Deep Space Nine um, with Nana Visitor, and it was a great experience. I played a um, Bajoran, I guess, that was working for the Cardassians. Does that make sense? Or is it the opposite? <laughs> I, was, I, I get them confused, but um, I, I basically was if, if, you know, they had these, like, girls being held against their wills for to be in a harem or whatever. And I was running the show and, and, but I was working for the bad guys, you know, mm-hmm. so go figure. Uh, but I have gotten all sorts of uh, fan mail for that. Um, I was also on a show, another show that I got to wear prosthetics was alien nation. Um, the TV show. I did a guest star on that and I was a slag head, got to wear one of those cool alien heads. Um, <laughs> And Rob Bowman directed that episode and went on to do, um, actually hire me again for X-Files and for um, the last show that he did, which I can't remember the name of, but it was so funny. I can't remember it. All right. So I'm fired. Um, anyway, Rob Bowman, good guy. <laughs> yeah, now you've done, uh, you just went through a whole list of, of acting, of different shows you've been on and everything. So I kind of have two questions here. Uh, the first one is, is how is acting in a feature film different than, for example, acting on like a sitcom or a, a drama or even kind of commercial um, that you've done? Well, it's, it's all, they're all different animals. And, and to be honest with you, it's some people really uh, excel and, and do great in one and, and don't do as well in the, in the other. And I was very lucky because I worked across the board in terms of um, I did, you know, comedy i did drama i did tv i did movies i did commercials i did voiceover voiceovers is actually what what primarily paid you know for my my family uh i was the voice of ihop for almost seven years um i was the voice of best buy diet dr pepper uh the buick regal gs um all sorts of campaigns um that uh you wouldn't know that i was um uh Brioche pancakes are back at IHOP. That was that was me. So. <laughs> IHOP for people who love breakfast. Yeah, so um, they were very good to me. Um, pancakes uh, paid for uh, the food that's on your table, son. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I did um, I did a bunch of pilots, you know, for TV shows. I did uh, student films, graduate films. And uh, now here's here's a crazy story that I always wanted to share. And by gum, I'm sharing it right now. So, so you guys lucked out. Uh, no, I did uh, four graduate films, and these four graduate films, um, <clears throat> the people that made them, went on to be um, four of the biggest filmmakers of all time. Uh, their combined box office is over sixteen billion dollars. Um, the first one was a kid uh, by the name of Michael Bay. I did his graduate <laughs> film at Art Center. And he put me in a few, he put me in a bunch of commercials, which was great, but he put me in The Rock and Transformers 2, and these, I consider him an old friend. Um, the next one I did was uh, 
gentleman by the name of John Turtleton, who did the um, uh, movie uh, with the uh, National Treasure movies and a whole bunch of other stuff. John's been around for a long time. He did While You Were Sleeping, and he did the um, cool runnings about the um, uh, most of the Olympic sled team from Jamaica. Hmm. Um, and then the next, I know you guys just can't wait for the next uh, guy. Uh, the next uh, two were Matt Reeves and his producer, J.J. Abrams. I went to elementary oh, school with J.J., no and way. J.J. called me up and said, oh, I want you to be in my, my, my 480 at USC. So I was like, <laughs> sure. And um, he's you know been a great friend, known him most of my life, and put me on Felicity and put me on a, you know, just good guy. He's, he's a little too busy right now to think of, of you know, Bob of the Clown. But um, <laughs> the, the last kid was Sean Levy, who was in a movie that, uh, as an actor that I did uh, called Made in America with Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg. And he played a young director while he was going to film school at USC. Um, and he put me in his 480. And he's gone on to do um, uh, the, the Cheaper by the Dozen remakes, the, the Pink Panther remakes with Steve Martin, a bun bunch of stuff. Uh, Big Fat Liar, he's, he's a... But if you look at all of their combined box office, of course, J.J. helps that he's, right. you know, Star Trek, <laughs> Star Wars, everything in the world. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, and Bay's insane. The, the, the movies that Michael Bay makes are, are crazy. But so I've been, I've been lucky to, to do a little bit of everything. And, and more, more than anything, it's voiceovers that, that kept me, you know, just being an actor. I, for 30 years, I made a living as an actor and made a good living. Um, I'm currently uh, homeless, and I've been living in a car. If I owned one, no, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, I am, but I'm not. I, I did, I did have a little, you know, uh, hit the skid, so to speak. After doing great for 30 years, like I couldn't book a job to save my life. It was the weirdest thing. Um, and um, you know, as an actor, you're supposed to save money. You're supposed to, but I just, I never, you know, I never let money drive what I did. I was just kind of was gravitated to something I wanted to do, and. And um, I just loved acting, and I loved you know the projects that I did. I wanted to do them, um, but all of a sudden, there, when the you know there was no money, um, I said, "Wow, I guess this is it." I I didn't think you know I thought I'd, I'd have a you know maybe a slow you know part of my career, but I, I never thought it would be you know at the end. And everybody I saw I told that to basically said, "It's not the end. This is the middle of your career. You're going to work for another thirty years. Don't worry. You know this is this is what you know all actors go through." Or, you know, my slump, right. so to speak. But I um, got myself a new agent, got back out there, and I'm currently a recurring role on two shows. One is called uh, Pen15 on Hulu. It's a comedy about uh, middle school in the uh, turn of uh, 2000, year 2000. I haven't watched that um, yet, but I've heard it's incredible. It's really, really funny. It's great. <laughs> I mean, I think three of the first ten, and we just got picked up for 14 more. Wow. And cool. I was uh, added to the cast of uh, Shameless last season. So I'm on Shameless, and uh, we're going to start uh, the 10th season starts next week. Wow, start that's coming. so great. Yeah, so I'm back. Dave Bo is back. I'm like a cat. I always <laughs> land on my feet. I want to back up a little bit. We were talking about, um, you know, how big UHF was supposed to be. Um, and then, of right. course, the, the unfortunate timing and, and the studio going under. W were there ever talks of a sequel before it came out? Um, you know what? We, we all thought this is going to be huge because of the producers that were involved. 
and because of uh, just what they were telling us, that this was going to be the summer movie. This right. was going to be the movie that everybody's going to come, and, and it just got lost in the shuffle, unfortunately. And absolutely, we were talking about, well, I'll be, see you next year, you know, for UHF uh, 2, you know, for 2HF, all right, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but we are putting uh, UHF, the musical, up on Broadway. We're uh, Right now we're... Um, in Tulsa, we have it on stage, and we're putting it on feet. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea, Al. If you're listening, I know that. Um, I've, I've actually uh, I've heard rumblings of people considering a UHF musical. I think it's a great idea, and it's mine, my idea. No, um, I, do, I do know that uh, 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 Lynn uh, Manuel, you know, who did uh, uh, right Hamilton. It was such a huge hit. Is a huge UHF fan. Loves UHF. One of his favorites. Um, and a big Weird Al fan. And they've like you know gotten together. You know, so why doesn't he write a musical hey. and put Bobo, Bobo the Clown back to work? <laughs> Bobo the musical. I think you know. Oh, oh my God! It From is. your mouth, yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I got to ask you a little bit more about um, working with Weird Al on the actual movie itself. Now, you, you've, you're obviously a veteran of, of acting, um, but how does how did uh, Weird Al? I know he's done some acting in his music videos and stuff, but how was he as an actor? Uh, on, you know? Well, I had previously worked on. I did a, uh, one of the first acting jobs I ever did was um, played uh, Tommy's buddy on the basketball team on a sitcom called Alice with Vic Tabak and Linda Lavin and. Um, you know, so I, I, I've done some pretty big stuff. No, I've done that, and I've done uh, the movie Back to Back to the Beach. You know, so I haven't really done a lot. Oh, and, and Highway to Heaven with Mr. Michael Landon. So, um, sorry, I just dropped another name there. You know who's a big name dropper? Uh, Sting. you got to watch out for that guy. Um, anyway, um, no, I, uh, let's see. I... He he would would try things and try different deliveries and and ask me you know which one worked or which one's better which one you know so he did we did you know work on our lines you know offsets and and uh, rehearse and try to come up with bits that's where the grapes came from that's where the fingers <laughs> in the mouth and the, you, know, you don't want to see the stuff they cut out my goodness no <laughs> but um, he uh, surprised me a lot with his presence. With his, but I mean, he. The thing about him is, he's he's a persona, and he's you know, done what he's done. But to do those videos and to be, to the stuff that he did performing wise was phenomenal. Was people don't realize just how hard he worked at at doing those you know iconic Weird Al videos, um, you know, from uh, Eat It and all that, all those. Fabulous, fabulous videos. Um, what, what we were also excited about was to see some of that come to the movie, which, of course, Money for Nothing, yeah. um, Beverly Hillbillies, right. um, was, you know, so cool to see, finally, because I was a part of that, so I got to see it when I saw the movies for the first time. And um, and the Rambo uh, bits, you know, those those were kind of, kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, of course, he opened up with, uh, with Indiana Jones. So, 
of those great fake, you know, made up shows and movies and stuff, what would, what, uh, you know, Wheel of Fish, Uncle Nutsy's Clubhouse, Raul's Wild Kingdom, like, there's so <laughs> many classics. Which, which of those are your, are your favorites? I, you know, like, I love Wheel of Fish. Wheel of Fish, you know, you can't go wrong. Uh, Getty was so funny. It's just, <laughs> you're so stupid. You know, it just, and, and I loved, uh, t- uh Tony Geary's uh, mysteries or whatever he did, his little laboratory. Or, <laughs> yes. was, he, was, he, did, he did a great job because, you know, he's known as from, you know, General Hospital for for being, you know, that guy and to come and do such a cool character. And, and yeah, it was a lot of fun fun to work with as well. Um, what other shows? Well, why, why? I can't, um, I can't lie. One of my favorite bits was the commercial for spatula city of course. spatula city you know was <laughs> top top notch um people talking about their spatulas and stuff you know good times um <laughs> now that's not a joke there really is a spatula city in tulsa there's actually seven of them i'm kidding <laughs> <It's a joke. laughs> i was ready to book a plane ticket don't don't joke with me like that <laughs> <laughs> We will have more with David next week. We were having so much fun with him. We didn't want you to miss out on it. We didn't want to stop talking you, to him. You definitely got to tune back in next week to hear the rest of it. Uh, he talk, starts talking about uh, so much more, and it's so <laughs> funny. And it's just, you never know when he's being serious. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, it's really fun. So I, uh, I look forward for you to hear the rest of it next week. David Ethan, it's you, Jeff. Vicky DeVries, Scott Sorensen, Adriana Yukovic, Dan from Weird Alphabet. <laughs> We've been having blueberry daiquiris all day as we screen UHF on its 30th anniversary. Happy birthday, UHF and Skipper Dan. Yes, it's also Daniel's 30th anniversary on <laughs> this earth. Uh, we are currently eating a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Mm-hmm. We are actually eating Twinkie Wiener sandwiches. Can we sing happy Hi. birthday? We can sing happy birthday to UHF and to Daniel. Let's do it. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, UHF. Happy birthday, dear UHF and Daniel from the Weird Alphabet podcast. Happy birthday to you. This is delicious. I'm going to go throw up. (laughs) Very recently, I learned that in the 30 years since UHF has been out, Dave has never eaten a Twinkie Wiener sandwich in his entire life. It's never crossed his mind. He's never made an attempt. Never, ever has he had a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. It's true. It really is true. (laughs) How has this happened? How have you not had a Twinkie Wiener sandwich? The the opportunity to eat a Twinkie Wiener sandwich has never has never come across. They don't they don't fall from the sky, Dave. You have to go to the store, you gotta get Twinkies and and that's the thing is I I I never had the opportunity to to get a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Oh oh, hold on, because this is something that like Weird Al fans experiment with. You go and get the package (laughs) of Twinkies and the dogs and everything else and you Put it together at home. But it's usually something like, you know, we're going to watch UHF in a movie theater, so we're going to eat a Twinkie. That's when you had a Twinkie. That's not how I had a Twinkie. I mean, I've made them before, uh, just at home. I just was interested, and I I wanted to try it. I wanted to... There's never been an opportunity where somebody has ever offered me one, or where I... You have to make your own opportunities, Dave. Yeah, I wish I had known this. (laughs)
<laughs> Alright, so today is the so the other reason I'm agreeing to this is because today is the actual thirtieth anniversary of UHF. July twenty first, nineteen eighty nine was when UHF was first released in theaters. And it is two in the morning. Uh, <laughs> on July twenty first. This is the uh, third day in a row I've seen a show, the second day in a row you guys have seen a show, and we just got back and we decided we needed to do this. Um, this is our best opportunity. It's two in the morning for Dave to have a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. And we got home. Jackie had gotten the Twinkies. She got the um, the, the cheese whiz. Um, and then we realized that there were no hot dogs. Uh, so Dave and I, we went out. We, we found a 24-hour convenience store. And we went right to the refrigerated section. There are no hot dogs. <laughs> and we're looking up like other grocery stores. We realized we we're going to have to drive like 30 minutes round trip <laughs> to get hot dogs. So at 2 in the morning, we could eat a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. So the, the opportunity never presented itself. But we really went out of our way to make sure it happened <laughs> tonight. So as we're leaving that convenience store, um, just in a last-ditch effort, I said, you guys don't have hot dogs, do you? And the lady was like, yeah, you just have to order them, and then I'll make it for you. So, <laughs> so, so we ordered plain yeah. hot dogs. Uh, Jackie and I are going to partake in yes. this event. Um, it's I am a support a, thing. For I'm you. a vegetarian. I don't have any soy dogs, and certainly that gas station didn't have any. Uh, so the best that I could do in short notice was this stick of mozzarella cheese, which is shaped like a hot dog. Um, but I have had them before, so... It, yeah, I've had them many times before. I, I appreciate that that you guys are are, are doing this because I'm <laughs> I'm a little bit freaked out by this actually. You're gonna like it. Uh, last time I had them was on Weird Al's birthday, October twenty third last year. I made them as a surprise for my office, and I brought them in, and only like three people would try them. <laughs> <laughs> when is the last time you had a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, Jackie? Um, well, that would have been on the Running With Scissors tour when I was, you know, I was run, touring chasing with a bunch of other women about my age, and we had a sleepover, and we thought this would be a fun activity for the <laughs> sleepover. So um, we made them, and we're like, well, okay, we've done that. Well, see, that's my point, is that usually this happens when you're with a group of, of Weird Al fans. I did, I did it by are myself. You, are you like, saying you've never been with a group of Weird Al fans? I have been with a group of Weird Al fans, but, the, but no one has ever suggested, let's go make Twinkie Wiener sandwiches. That's what I'm saying. Because they've the, all assumed you've had one. The opportunity never yeah, it's, came it's not up, fun so that's to awesome. eat one. <laughs> you know, it's a rite of passage. So yeah. we just came back uh, from the concert <laughs> in uh, Forest Hill Stadium that's in, right. in uh, Forest Hills, New York, or Queens, New York, or New York City, however you want to <laughs> slice it. Um, the Big Apple. The Big Apple. And, and we presented to Al, I wanted to get some officially, since this is going to be the first time and probably the only time I'm ever going to eat a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, I wanted it to be authentic. So I asked Al, what it, you need, what are the I recipes? I asked or, Al. <laughs> Jackie, I, well, before we asked Al, we got in an argument. Um, I've never dunked the Twinkie Wiener sandwich in milk. Uh, a because I'm not a milk drinker, but B because I always felt it was an optional step. And I and I always felt that well, that's he dunks it in the movie, so you have to dunk it. So we asked so Jackie asked Al for a clarification on how to make a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. So Al's directions were basically: you uh, cut the you flip the Twinkie over, you cut it lengthwise, um, you put your wiener inside of it. <laughs> 
Uh, Did he say your wiener? He said the wiener. The wiener. Okay. All right. The wiener inside of it. Um, yeah, I don't know what kind of Twinkie wiener sandwich you want to make. Put on, you put on spray cheese, and then he said dunking is optional. However, he did say that for a fan of my stature, if I do not dip, I will lose respect. So I will be dipping my <laughs> Twinkie Wiener sandwich in milk because I think it is the correct thing to do and because I do not want to lose uh, stature with my family. And it's also been how many years and you haven't had It's been 30 one. years. You I need to make one. up for I lost time. To, I want to actually be authentic. <laughs> I did watch the video clip and I did note that Al dunks his Twinkie Wiener sandwich four times. So I will be <laughs> dunking four times. <laughs> Just to, just to kind of the tip, I don't know how you use it, the tip of the Twinkie Wiener sandwich. It's getting very... Yes, uh... it's getting really bad very quickly. <laughs> Al did let me know that it's unappealing, but not as unpleasant as you'd expect. So I'm kind it's, of... And having had one, I would agree yeah, with that I would sentiment. Agree with that too. It sounds really gross, but when you actually have it, it kind of works. It's so, the sweet and the savory and the cheese whiz. You get it all. He, and one, he also recommended a warm one. As I say, I was gonna say one more clarification. Um, I asked him, should the should the hot dog be cooked? And he said that's optional. Uh, <laughs> however, however, it's a little bit better with a warm dog. So fortunately, <laughs> because we had to go buy hot dogs, I have a warm dog. Yes. yes. Um, so Jackie and I will be eating the warm dog. I will. I think I'm the only one that's going to be dunking yep. in the milk. Um, so we're all doing a different variation. And, yes. and Ethan's got his cheese dog. Yeah, but I have had them with the so, you know, real soy dogs so before. Th- this yeah. is a this is I know this is an audio podcast, uh, but um, we are going to be doing the steps and describing what we're doing. So let's do the and first we are, step. We are filming a yeah. video um, for Which, right. We don't know who will get to see that, but <laughs> maybe if you're right. lucky. So. How are we going to do this? Should we each cut and then do yeah, we each yeah. do this each yes. step? Okay. Each step. So, right. so cutting I'm it lengthwise. Cutting Jackie is cutting it lengthwise on the bottom. Okay. Uh, right through the dots. I am very cutting important. it lengthwise. I'm, you know, I'm a little freaked out by this. I really. <laughs> <laughs> cutting it lengthwise. Oh, I've talked to people who are more freaked out about eating a Twinkie than the Twinkie Wiener sandwich. I can see that. <laughs> we did oh. buy these Twinkies uh, 27 years ago, <laughs> and uh, they seem to be as fresh as you'd expect. That is uh, how they are. All right, so now I'm, I'm putting that. This is not really that warm, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's not warm. Now we, I'm placing my, oh, this is weird, I'm placing the hot dog in between <laughs> the Twinkie Wiener bun. I'm putting my cheese stick in as substitution. <laughs> I don't know what's grosser, to be honest. I, I think that's a little better. All right, I'm going to put the spray cheese on. I can get the can to work. Ooh, that's too much. Oh, <laughs> alright. That's too much is that's not, uh, you know, what you would expect <laughs> to hear uh, <laughs> for cheese whiz. Right. Can't be careful. Dave's trying to put as <laughs> little cheese whiz <laughs> as possible. No, no, I'm going to do... I see what it is. I'm oh, trying, to mimic, oh, I'm trying wow. to mimic the... Uh, okay. He must have had a can of cheese whiz that was almost empty to get that. Yeah. There all right. you go. All right. So, um, I, I I did a very neat, you know, respectable amount. I feel like uh, I feel like that. This needs this to go on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, I need to take. We need to take a picture of this, all right? Dave almost drops his phone in the Twinkie Wiener sandwich. For those of you listening at home, um, all right. Here on the thirtieth anniversary, Dave is trying right. it for now, the first time. Now I noticed that I'll sniff the milk, so I'm going to sniff the milk. I, I I will sniff it. <sighs> sniff the milk. Yeah, it's, it smells like milk. It smells like, yeah, milk. It smells like milk. So it's fresh milk. It actually just just got picked it up. 
pours it in the cup. He didn't pour that much, did oh, he? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you then, are using a uh, a Weird Al themed mug. I am using a Weird Al themed mug because I want to be as authentic. I am also wearing a UHF shirt. Yeah, don't ruin that shirt. I that's a, that's a rare, right. expensive now, shirt. Now, now this now, this <laughs> is really <laughs> weird. All right, so all right, are Dave, you guys ready? You got yeah. you got to can I can I do the play by play for yeah, folks do. at home? All right, Dave is uh, nervously. Holding the dog, he's uh, grasping it in his right hand. He's holding the dog with one of his fingers. He is going for the dunk. Uh, he's going hot dog first. One, one two, two, three, four, four dunks. There is drips, and it went into the mouth. He took a bite. It got a little bit on his beard. Uh, he is turning a bit red. Um, he is uh, regretting not having napkins on standby. Uh, as the Weird Al uh, UHF expensive rare shirt is uh, hanging in the balance. He's chewing, he's chewing, he's trying not to breathe. Um, he's hoping that, you know, uh, half of taste is smell, and he's trying to avoid part of that. You know what? I gotta agree. It's unappealing, but it's not as unpleasant as I thought it would be. I do, I, I think this will be my only Twinkie Wiener sandwich. You're gonna finish it, right? You took one bite. I don't know. You I feel like you gotta finish I, it, right? Finish. I think you guys gotta eat yeah, your well, Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Right. Right. I will finish it if you finish it. All right, here we go. All right, so well, let's, let's cheers. Let's cheers Yay, our Twinkie Wieners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, ready? Well, let's wrap up this segment okay. and then we'll finish it. Okay. Uh, well, I'll take a bite. You give me. Right, ready? Yeah. Right, go I'll take a bite. Ready? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Weird. <laughs> Uh, I mean, a stick of mozzarella cheese doesn't have a whole lot of flavor <laughs> when paired with Cheese Whiz and Twinkie. Um, I, you know, I, I want to try it with milk. Uh, I don't like milk. I don't drink milk, but I'm going to try it. One, <laughs> two, three, four. Do it. Amazing. I think it's better with the milk. No. I tried it with the milk. I tried it with the milk. It is not better with milk. It's better with the milk. One, two, three. Oh, that's horrible. Mm. All right, so I'm eating a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, and you think this will be your last one? I think this will be my last one. <laughs> tell us, you know, tell us the uh, flavor profile when you, uh, you know, first enter the mouth. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I would love to hear, you know. It's, it's sweet. It's a little bit gooey because of the easy cheese, and mm. it's got a little kind of crunch to, like not crunch, but Snap. like snap to it because of the hot dog <laughs> so it's 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 interesting it's it's not like nothing i've ever tasted before and the milk makes it a little soggy which is which i guess is probably a little bit better um so <laughs> i've eaten a drinking wiener sandwich thank you guys for for being here and, and experiencing this with me i think if anyone is listening to this podcast and they have not had a twinkie wiener sandwich it's time it's time to, to bite Listen. the dog and try it. If, if I've waited 30 years for this, and I think that uh, you don't want to wait 30 years for this, I think you, because you're going to be ridiculed by your podcast host and your wife. And it's, um, it's also like a Band-Aid. You just want to rip it off, it get off. it over with, join the club, and uh, let us know. Give, you know. give us a <laughs> ring. Give us, give us some comments. We'd love to hear your reactions. To Twinkie Wiener sandwiches, and if you want to try it with a uh, <laughs> string mozzarella cheese, um, go go ahead. Um, I do not recommend that. <laughs> no, it's not authentic, and it doesn't taste good. We want to thank all of our listeners, and of course, David Bell. We'll have more with him next week. And I want to thank Dave for being such a good sport, eating a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. <laughs> 
growing a year older, um, <laughs> having a birthday. So many things to be thankful for today, Dave. Yep. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at 2000inch and 2000inch.com. And we also have a Facebook group where our listeners discuss the episode. So please join in on the conversations there. And do not forget, you can always call us at 347-SPATULA and leave us a message any time of the day or night because it doesn't actually ring our phones. It goes straight to voicemail, so we would love for you to leave us messages, leave us concert reviews, tell us anything, anything Weird Al related or podcast related. We would love to hear from you, and you might even hear your message on a future podcast episode. Yes, if you like this podcast, please subscribe as it means a lot to us. We're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We've been hitting it pretty hard these last couple of weeks, Dave, uh, all these Weird Al shows. Um, but we do have a, a little bit of time off before we head out to Denver. So if you're going to be in Denver or any of the Seattle shows or some of those British Columbia shows, remember, come find us. We have stickers and cards and high fives and pictures to take. So we would uh, we'd love to see you. And, um, of course, we have the centimeter episodes that come out uh, with our reviews of each episode and the full episodes every Wednesday. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 12-inch. Who are you people? How'd you get in my living room? <laughs> Dave, for your birthday, I wanted to surprise you with a little song from the greatest singers in the world. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Dave. Happy birthday to you. Hey, happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday.